Dear leaders, the Leaders Lounge brought to you by the World Class Training Institute is here for you. Leaders need support too, and this is where you'll find it. This podcast will give you the tools, tips, and strategies to help you lead your teams to success. Also, here you will find a soft place to land when your leadership journey feels overwhelming. We will help you to know that you are not alone in handling some of the challenges that you face. Finally, be sure to access worldclasstraining.net. That's worldclasstraining.net to view all of our leadership programs and make sure that you access our newest book, Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Now, here's the show. I am Dawn Marie Morris, and this is the second episode of the first season of the Leaders Lounge. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad to have you all here. Please make sure that you follow the Leaders Lounge and join us every week because we have great information that is going to provide leaders with that moment of exhale and energy because we are going to provide you with tools and resources that are designed to help you be your best selves as you are leading yourself and leading others. So please make sure to follow us on whichever platform you're using today because every week is going down and we are um, excited about it. So today and for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking from my book, which is Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership. I decided to do this because it provides a framework for leaders to tap into their mindset And I say mindset because leadership is not about title. Leadership is about influence. And behavior dictates your level of influence. And so the first part of the book deals with the intentional leadership model. And again, if you have not gotten the book, I highly recommend that you get it. It's at worldclasstraining.net forward slash Agape, A-G-A-P-E. That's worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape because it is perfect for your leadership library. And it's not a difficult read. It's only a hundred pages or so. I call myself the Twitter of book writers because I try to make it as easy um, as possible for you to get the nuggets that you need. So there's not a lot of fluff, a lot of um, um, information that's nice to know, but not needs to know. It is definitely a skinny down, get right to the point. This is what we're talking about type of book so that you can use the information in a real way. So again, worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape if you have not gotten the book yet. But again, back to today. So we are going to be discussing the intentional leadership model, which serves as the foundation for unpacking agape, the seven languages of intentional leadership. And I designed the intentional leadership model because I wanted to juxtapose those who think with an individual contributor mindset 
to those who think with a an intentional leadership mindset. And again, we're not talking about title, we're talking about mindset, mentality, because some people could be even in the role of the highest level in the organization and still be thinking like an individual contributor. And so I wanted to spend a little time getting your minds around what really makes the difference. And so when you're thinking about those people who think with that individual contributor mindset, they are very task focused. They're, as I say, short-sighted and they are, they, they think in terms of the singular instead of in terms of the broader narrative. And so I'm going to break those three down right quickly. So when we're talking about being task focused or in the book, I write task centered, you are someone who's very into you do this, you do that, you do this. And so you're, you're doling out tasks, but there's no vision really being centered around the tasks that you are doling out. So your team may get the work done, but in situations where somebody's thinking in an individual co- contributor mindset just about the task, they will frequently have teams that after they do that task, they're just sit around and say, what's next? Well, what's next? What's next? And then the leader gets frustrated because they're like, why? don't these people just think about, they see other things that need to be done. Why don't they just do it? Well, what the leader has to consider is that if the team member has been just given a task and not really been able to be brought into the shared vision of the organization, then all the team member is going to think is, hey, I have to get this done. That's it. And after I finish that, I'm done. I'm finished. So it's important that leaders resist the urge to just be task-centered because that's an individual contributor mindset. And in a moment, I'm going to share with you the other piece, which is that intentional leader mindset. But just keep that in your back pocket for now. So the other part is being short-sighted. So a leader who is short-sighted or has that individual contributor mindset is again, one who does not think in terms of the broader picture. So being short-sighted means that um, they don't think beyond this moment for what needs to happen in the organization. In other words, they lack a strong vision. When you have a person who is short-sighted, they may not consider, well, we can do these tasks for this quarter, but I'm not really thinking about how that's going to impact the half of the year or even the whole year. So I am just thinking about this moment. Or I'm thinking about this person didn't do this task well. And without going too far, I do talk about um, being an ambassador of forgiveness. So a short-sighted leader is one who, when someone does something wrong, 
they stay focused on that one thing versus thinking about, well, what are the other ways that this person contributes to the organization? And considering that in doling out any types of um, reprimands or any types of conversations related to whatever um, went wrong. So again, being short-sighted means that I'm more focused. I'm so caught up in what's right in front of me. As they say, I don't see the forest for the trees. And that's the second one. And then the third piece is having a singular focus, or I say it's an I focus. I am me. How is whatever we're doing benefiting me? And if what's happening is not benefiting me, then I'm not really concerned about it. And that's another individual mind, uh, individual contributor mindset. And believe it or not, even though people can be titled as leaders of teams, managers, directors, CEOs, vice presidents, etc., they can still be looking at it from a what's in it for me mindset as they are leading their teams. And that is not the way that you gather an organization around you. I write in the book about Deion Sanders and how he gave up half of his salary to ensure that Jackson State, when he was there, had the type of locker room that people would want to, that the team would want to be in and, and would want and would be able to enjoy. He wasn't thinking about, not to say that he's he doesn't already have a certain level of um, uh, finances, but even people who have finances can still be thinking like, why should I give up my money? This is my salary. But he didn't think about that. He thought about how can I benefit the team and help them to be great? He still has five kids. So he still could be thinking, I, me, them. But he didn't. And individual contributors people who think as individual contributors are only thinking about themselves and that's what we don't want to do so now that we've looked at what an individual contributor mindset is let's juxtapose that with the intentional leader mindset and before i get into that if this is resonating with you or you know someone who can benefit from reading this information Again, please go to worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape, worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. We also have uh, an intentional leadership training. So if your organization needs training in this, we are here for you. So you can go to worldclasstraining.net under professional development or just scroll at the bottom of any page and set up a meeting with us so that we can talk about bringing intentional leadership or any of our professional development training programs to your organization. So that's my little commercial for that, worldclasstraining.net. All right, let's keep going. So we talked about the individual contributor mindset. Let's talk about the intentional leadership or the intentional leader mindset. So the person who has the intentional leadership mindset, or as we talk about in the book, an intentional leader is one who is resolved, which is what intention is about, 
resolved or committed to being a leader. And if you don't have followers, as one person said, then you're just out for a walk. So a leader must have followers. So if you're intentional about leading, which means you have followers, people who want to be under you and want to um, go in the way that you're directing them, you need to do these things. The first one is carefully consider the who. Who is on your team? Why is that important? Well, as one who has led teams for a long time, I can tell you that who's on your team can create stress or not, can create high productivity or not, can create sharing in your vision or not, so many things. So when you are carefully considering who's on your team, you are saying, I want people who are in line with my vision. Now, what about leaders who get a team that's already in place? How do you utilize that carefully considering the who framework? Well, if you already have a team in place, the first thing that you want to do is have conversations with each of your team members about what accomplishments they have um, enacted prior to you getting there, uh, what their vision is, how they see their role fitting into um, your model of leadership, um, and then carefully considering how you delegate. And we have a training on delegation that really gets into that piece about skill and will and how you um, determine who on your team does certain um, activities because that's very important. Someone could have the skill but not the will and vice versa and you will end up in a negative position. So you want to make sure that you um, delegate effectively and have real conversations with your team members if you're somebody who's coming to a team um, and that team is already in place. And even ongoing, you want to do that. The second thing is taking the long view. So like we talked about on the side of the individual contributor, you're short-sighted. When, you take it, when you're taking the long view, you're thinking more in terms of the system. So for the activities that your team does, you're thinking beyond just the next move, although the next move is important. The next move should always be in line with where you want to be as a whole. So you want to look at the vast nature of the project, of your mission, of your vision, of your team, and then you make the steps in alignment with that. So for instance, if you're taking the long view and you're thinking about, just very simply, I wanna make $100,000 this year, then each quarter, you know you wanna make $25,000. So you want to align your steps in accordance with getting the $25,000 for the quarter, and then of course, the $100,000 for the year as a very simple 
example, but you're always thinking about that longer view. We're searching for the hundred thousand. We're we're trying to get the hundred thousand. So how are these steps that we're taking in alignment with that, or are these steps taking against that that we're taking against that? Um, and considering that will help you to um, shape again who's on your team, what steps we're making this week, what steps we're making this month, this quarter, etc. So that's why it's important to always take the long view. Next thing, um, motivate to win. So yeah, leaders have to understand that you are motivators. If you are not somebody who's inspiring your team to be great, and I know as leaders, we have moments where we're not feeling or being our best, but we have to recognize that it, there's a trickle down. So if we come into the office and we're not speaking or we're not engaging our teams, it's just like a family. When the children behave badly, it's typical that we can look to the parents and see how they're behaving because we are products of our environment. And the same is the case when you're in a work environment. If you want your team to win, you want to motivate them to win. You want to have a winning mindset, a winning mentality, a winning attitude so that they will be inspired to follow you. I would ask you to this week, go out and just see if when you smile at someone, whether they frown back at you or whether they smile back at you. And I would guess that 98% of the time, a smile is met with a smile. So energy transfers and you have to send the energy that you want to be returned to you. Motivate to win. And then the last one with that is behaviors show that you matter and the you is them. So all of your behaviors have to show that your team matters to you. And it's the little things. It's not always having a bottom lunch because those are, um, you know, things that are nice, but they're not necessarily the way that you show that your team matters. The way you show that your team matters is you listen to them when they come in and they have a problem. Some In some cases, that means stopping your work or that means scheduling an actual time to come back and have that conversation. It means going to bat for them when you know that they have been wronged and you have some influence in the area where you can make a difference. A boss did that for me and I'll never forget it because he stood up for me in that moment. Um, when he knew, he asked me, what would I like for him to do? And I said, I'd like for you to address it. And that's exactly what he did. And so that took a lot of gumption because I was newer to the organization and he could have said, well, you know what? Let's just let it slide or let's just see if things go get better. But no, he didn't do that. He took it upon himself to bring me to the meeting with them and share with them what was done wrong and work to make that better. So um, again, real leaders don't mind going out 
and showing the team that their presence makes a difference. Um, and other ways that leaders can do that, it's if you see the team, a team member struggling with getting something done, making sure that you support them by helping them to get, get it done. It's not giving them all the answers, but helping them to find the way. It could be helping them with some expertise that you know in a certain area. So there are several ways that people can show that, or leaders can show that they care for their team members. I remember when the same leader, he left the company, he actually wrote me an individual thank you note, put it on my desk for um, the work that I had done for him and, and shared how he thought that, you know, I was a phenomenal employee. So, and he might not have used the words phenomenal, but great employee. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just, again, though, um, but I still remember that card because he let me know that my presence on his team made a difference. And so these are the four ways that you get into that intentional leadership mindset, carefully considering the who, taking the long view, motivating to win, and then your behaviors show that they matter. This is just one nugget of world, the uh, Unpacking Agape, the seven languages of intentional leadership. If you do not have a copy, you want to get the copy of the book because after we explore those components, then we get into the languages of intentional leadership. And again, languages are behaviors. So because like I always say, I could tell you I love you, but if my behaviors are not in line with that, you're probably not going to believe me and you're right to do so. So to not believe me. So uh, we get into the intentional leadership languages. Next week, we'll go a little deeper into some pieces of the book too. But again, if you have not gotten it, go to worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Worldclasstraining.net forward slash A-G-A-P-E. Thank you all so much for joining the Leaders Lounge this week. We will be back next week, so please be sure to tune in. And until then, remember, when you are better, we are absolutely better. Take care.